Hey, Valley family, welcome to week number two uh, of our series uh, that we're calling The New Normal, uh, because that's really what we're all facing, uh, beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, in terms of the coronavirus, and uh, soon, can't be soon enough, uh, you know, we're all praying that, that we end up uh, getting that phase one approval more businesses beginning to open up, and uh, we're back on the, the comeback trail. But the reality is, I don't think we're ever going to go totally back to normal. And I think there's a lot of things that God's been doing in the midst of this difficulty. He didn't send it. It's not because of him, but man, he sure is doing a whole lot of good uh, as a result of it. He's using it. And I'm convinced that God wants to teach us what this new normal is going to be, and that's what we talked about last week as we kicked off this series, because the reality is we don't want to go back to normal, because normal really wasn't working so well, if we're honest, and so we want to kind of embrace the new, and what I want to do is just share with you the kind of the framework, the verse for this whole series uh, that we're going to be in, and that is in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. If you have your Valley app, go ahead and open that up, and you'll be able to follow along in your notes. If you don't have a Valley app, you can download that for free in your device store, uh, whichever one that is. But in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, Jesus is speaking here, 2,000 years ago, by the way, uh, and, and he said, and, and it says, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new, not going backward, going forward. And that's why we're calling this series New Normal. We're going forward. We're not going backward. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and it's true. So we should always be moving forward, not longing to go backward. Uh, that's why, again, this series we're calling The New Normal. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, uh, I think has been happening in this kind of stay home uh, phase that we've been in for lo these many weeks now, it's really starting to be months uh, now, is uh, a lot of people have kind of lost sight of, of their purpose. And, and I was talking to a friend recently, uh, and he actually just said that, that he was just struggling. Uh, it seems like he can't get motivated, doesn't have a reason to get going in the morning. And I talked with him a little bit about, you know what, I think you need to remind yourself of what your purpose is. He goes, I have no idea what my purpose is. And, and for me personally as a pastor, that's a big, big part of uh, what I feel like my purpose is, is to help people discover their purpose. In fact, my personal purpose statement for about 15, maybe, well, 20 years, yeah, about 20 years is to provide a growth environment so others can fulfill their God-given purpose. I think that's the reason why I'm on the planet. 20 years ago, I, I really was challenged by a friend to develop my own personal mission statement. Why am I alive? And, and that's it right there. I, I feel like in everything that I do for my, for my wife, for my kids, for my family, for my church that I lead, uh, for uh, the community, when I, when I was a high school football coach, as a pastor, no matter what it is, it all comes down to my purpose is to provide a growth environment so others can fulfill their God-given purposes, to, to create space so people can discover who it is God's created them to be and then fulfill that, fulfill that plan and, and that purpose. So, I want to talk about today in this second message, what's your why? What's your why? Why do you do what it is that you do? It's all about purpose. 
And if you don't know what your purpose is, I mean, one of the big things we have here at Valley uh, is what we call growth track. It's a huge, huge part of what we do where you can discover your unique personality and your purpose that God created you for. And let me just say this, maybe you've been in the church for a long time. I think we've been doing this for about five years now. And if you've never gone through it before, even if you've been a member for 30 years, you need to do this. Because your purpose is so important. When you lose sight of your why, you lose your way. We've talked about that in the past. When you lose sight of your why, you lose your way. And a lot of folks, I think, during this stay home uh, you know, order have lost sight of their why. Or maybe realize, I don't even know my why. Because the, the what is always going to change. But if we know our why, if we know our purpose... Then, then when, when things look new, the new normal, we, we don't get all flustered by that. Because our why doesn't change regardless of what the new circumstance is or what the new situation is. And, and when we lose sight of our why, we, we, we say things like this, oh, why bother anyway? What's the point? Why even try? That's language coming from someone that has lost sight of their why. So as we're talking about the new normal in this series, I, I want to just talk today about and, and let's look at what the Bible has to say about what's your why? What's your why? One of the greatest characters, I think, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, one of my favorite in all the Bible, uh, you know, of course, Jesus is the favorite. I have to say that I'm a pastor. And it's true. It really is. But after him is David, King David. And there's a very interesting thing that, that the Bible says about King David, if you know some of the stories, real colorful story, real colorful life. In, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in Acts chapter 13, verse 36, talking about David. So this is the New Testament, but pointing back to the Old Testament. It says, now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. Isn't that beautiful? Ooh, hallelujah, his body decayed. No, you know, it's very descriptive, isn't it? But I, I'm not talking about that so much. But look at this point. David had served God's purpose in his own generation. Do you know not only David had a purpose in his generation, you have a purpose in your generation. I have a purpose in my generation. And, and maybe I'm a little melancholy. Maybe I'm a little sentimental. Uh, you know, because just in a couple days, uh, uh, Coming up, May the 20th, I think that's Wednesday, uh, it'll be 30 years that I've served as a pastor here at Valley Christian Church. 30 years, three decades. Uh, and, and that's kind of crazy because I'm only 40. I mean, how is that possible? That's a joke. I, I'm glad you laughed. Do that little heart emoji there on the online campus. I love you too. Thank you so much. Uh, but 30 years. And, and, and I'm more sure today than I've ever been and I've been pretty sure of it, that, that I'm serving my purpose, God's purpose, rather, in my generation. I'm serving God's purpose in my generation, and, and I want you to live that way, too. That, that's, that's what I think God wants for every single one of us. That's why we have growth track. That's why it's a, such a huge part of what we do here. Uh, and in fact, the staff, the team is working really, really hard to be able to bring that to you online in its totality. So be looking for that. Uh, and obviously, we're not going to be able to go nearly as far as we go in growth tracks. So very important. Uh, because when we lose our why, we lose our way. 
but I, I want to look at this as David as an example here. Because I think this needs to be said of every single one of us. I, I hope when, when my time on earth is done that, that people will say, you know what? Greg served God's purpose in his own generation and then he fell asleep. Now don't fall asleep during this service. Don't do that. I know it's biblical. David fell asleep. That means die, actually. So don't do that while I'm talking, you know, during our online campus right now. But serving God's purpose, and what does that mean? It means he fulfilled his calling. And, and that's not a clergy calling. That's a calling of what God called, why he created you. Every one of us has a calling. He understood his why, and that's how David was able to accomplish his what. He served God's purpose. And, and, and I heard a, actually a real good friend of ours, uh, Susie and my uh, pastors down in, in Pensacola, Josh and Kristen Lipscomb, uh, a Liberty Church there, uh, and he also, Josh leads Network, Liberty Network that I'm uh, uh, on the council of, but, but Kristen Lipscomb recently put it this way, and I love this, uh, she said, your purpose is not on pause. We, we, New York may be on pause, but your purpose is not on pause. You, you know, your business may be on pause, but, but your purpose is not on pause. The purpose for which God created you and created me, there's no pause to that purpose. We can lose sight of it, but, but God never says like, okay, I, you know, I give you a few months off. I, I give you a break, shelter at home, no need to fulfill your purpose. That, that is not reality. And so I know COVID-19, you know, this has been really, really frustrating and, and, and we didn't see this coming and, and still so many of it, we don't, we don't understand everything. Why did this happen? There's been massive uh, global panic and in order to protect people, everything's been shut down and efforts to save lives and, and the economy now is, is a big, big, huge issue because the economy's not moving forward and so more people are going to die in poverty, even on the... Uh, fringes of this. I mean, it's just, it's like a compounding problem. It's actually creating more problems and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And there's a lot of fear. And, uh, and I think it's so important that we remember our why because the what is changing to a new normal. And so let me share with you three principles of purpose that, that we can find really right out of David's life. Three principles of purpose, and I think it'll help you as well, because it's been a big, big help to me. Uh, here's the first one. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Let me say it again. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. David understood this. Look at what he said in, in Psalm 57 two. David wrote, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. God has a purpose for you, and it's not the same purpose as my life. It's not the same purpose as your siblings or your parents. God has a unique purpose for you. And the way I like to say this, you've probably heard me say this before, if, if you've been around Valley at all, is uh, you were created on purpose for a purpose. You were created on purpose for a purpose. So was I. And we struggle and, and we try all kinds of things in life and we don't find anything that fulfills us until we recognize God's purpose for our life. Again, that's why growth track is so important here for the Valley family, for you. Be because our purpose is discovered. It's God's purpose for me. It's God's purpose for you. Uh, this is amazing. David actually wrote this when he was running for his life 
from King Saul who was trying to kill him. And uh, David wasn't trying to find purpose. David was fulfilled. He goes, I know God's going to fulfill it, who will fulfill his purpose for me. So your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is always for God. That's where you and I find fulfillment. And, And what does purpose mean? It means the original intent. The original intent of something, it's the reason why. That's why I say, what's your why? If you understand your why, like mine is to create growth environment so other people can discover their God-given purpose and fulfill it. That's my why. And so I bring that to every situation. I try to bring that to every conversation, every circumstance, every problem. That's my why. Growth, this is an opportunity for growth. It may be difficult, but it's an opportunity for growth that we would fulfill our God-given purpose. If you don't know the purpose for something, let me put it this way, you'll abuse it. If you don't know the purpose for why something was created or why someone was created, you'll abuse it. If you don't know the purpose that God created you for, you'll abuse your body. You'll mistreat your body. You'll do things that will destroy your own body if you don't understand the purpose that God created you for. This is so big. This is so huge. If you don't know something's purpose, you'll likely abuse it. In fact, the word in the Bible, there's a lot of misunderstanding about this word, the word for sin is pretty interesting. Uh, let's put it up there in the original language. The word sin is the Greek word harmatia, and what it literally means is to miss the mark. Let me put it this way, to not fulfill your purpose. That's missing the mark. To not fulfill the purpose God created you for. When, when we settle for less than God's best, God's intended purpose for our lives, it's sin. And, and, and we all like to talk about, you know, we all think about the seven deadly sins, but, but it's anything that distracts us from hitting the bullseye. That's sin. Anything that's really good that keeps us from the purpose that God has for you and for me. The purpose for our marriage, the purpose for our family, the purpose for our friendships, the purpose for our physical life, our spiritual life. Anything that causes us to miss the mark of what God's design and his purpose is for us, that's sin. And so many times, you know, we see it in other people, but we don't see it in ourselves. You know, every time we go negative on our spouse, that's sin. Every time we allow that critical spirit to to point out what other people ought to be doing instead of the mirror looking at what we ought to be doing. That's sin. Man, man, listen, pastors aren't immune to this. You know, every time I hear a pastor talking about what all the other churches are doing that are wrong, but of course, everything that happens in the church that that person leads is perfect, it's pride, it's sin. God, God hasn't, dubbed Greg Williamson the church critic. That's why I'm not going to talk bad about other churches, other pastors. I'm not going to do that. That's, that's God's job. 
because that gets me off my mark. That is not the purpose of my life is to try to tell every other pastor how he ought to be leading his church. That's not the purpose of my life to point out the imperfections in an imperfect world. That takes no talent. That's not a spiritual gift. Anything, everything that causes you and I to miss the mark. And, and, and listen, the reason why I guess I, I even say that about pastors, because I've been at this for a while now, 30 years. I've seen a lot come and go. You know, just, just psh, shooting star. Here today, gone tomorrow. Pointing at you, you, da, 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 da. Missing the mark. Missing the mark. It, we're not immune to it. I'm not immune to it as a pastor. I've got to keep my mind, my eye, my focus on what is my purpose. My purpose is to provide a growth environment where others can discover and fulfill their God-given purpose. That's why there's air in my lungs today. That's why my heart is beating. That's why I'm looking 30 years in the rear view and I got a lot of mo. Because, because nothing excites me more than helping people to discover their God-given purpose and to fulfill it. Personally, big picture, whatever it is, every area of life. It's, it, it's just like, it just drives me. When I wake up, that's, you know, I don't even use an alarm clock in the mornings. I wake up 6.15, 6.30. You know what? My, my purpose is what wakes me up. That's what, that's what wakes me up in the morning. My purpose does. Because I know how God's created me and what he's created me for. And I want you to know that as clear as well. And, and so sin very easily is simply this, missing your purpose. And when you miss your purpose, you abuse yourself, you abuse others, you violate your purpose. If you don't know your purpose, you're always going to be searching. You're going to be trying this job and that job and this relationship and this vacation and this experience and try this new brand and you're just searching, searching, searching when we don't realize that your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose really is God's purpose. Unintentionally, we reduce all of life when we don't know what our purpose is to just a grand experiment. I'm just going to try everything, and hopefully I figure it out. So, so we, we say, oh, it's popularity. That's, that must be my purpose, to be really, really popular. Uh, and we know folks that are so popular, so famous, and absolutely miserable. And too many times, and, and in a tragic way, their lives. We say, oh, I'm going to pursue power. Po being powerful must be my purpose. And we end up hating life as we're pursuing power because power is not a purpose. We, we say prosperity. It must be that just, just you know, money. If I had money, man, that would be my purpose, just to make a whole lot of money and a whole lot of Benjamin. And we find ourselves depressed because the pursuit of prosperity is not a real purpose. See, here's the thing. You and I were created for heaven, but too many times we're living for earth. You and I were created for a purpose that only God can fulfill in you and me. And so many times we're trying to find fulfillment in the things of this world instead of looking to God who created you and created me 
on purpose for a purpose. So, so when you know your purpose is from God and it's to fulfill his purpose, listen, COVID-19 can't shut your purpose down. Stay home order can't, can't shake your purpose. Can't shake my purpose when I understand what that really is. But too many times we're searching for something in this world that this world can't provide. Only God can. See, your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. And here, here's the second principle of purpose. You don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. You don't like to like trip over it one day. Like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. Maybe someone helps you maybe put some words to it. And 20 years ago, when I was developing my own personal, you know, purpose statement or mission statement, I, I had some folks help me, like, how do, you know, how do you see me? Because it, it's hard sometimes for us to see ourselves the right way. But, but you find your purpose when you serve God's purpose. David wasn't pursuing his dream. You know, David didn't say, well, while he was a shepherd, hmm, you know, I have a bucket list. One day, yeah, I'd like to be king over Israel. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put that down. One day, I'd like to slay a giant. Oh, yeah. It wasn't his bucket list. David, could I put it this way, was pursuing the purpose giver. That's God. He was pursuing God's purpose. And that's why his life was what it was. He, he, he wasn't, he, you know, you don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose, and God opens up and reveals his purpose for you. David served God's purpose. It's no coincidence that uh, the Holy Spirit book uh, that we read, we, we started from there in Acts, talking about uh, that, that's referring to David serving God in, in his generation, and, and then he fell asleep. The, the book of Acts uh, really was, uh, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's actions of people like you and me that took action based on the Holy Spirit because they understood their purpose. They understood the purpose that God had for them. And, you know, Samuel, you think about it for just a minute. Samuel, the prophet in the Old Testament, when God told him, listen, I'm gonna, I want you to go anoint the next king and, and go to this guy's Jesse's house, and he's got some sons. One of those is going to be the next king. I, I want you to go to Jesse's house. You know, and, and Jesse brings all the sons in there, doesn't even call David in from the field. And, and uh, Samuel says, Jesse, uh, you got to have another son because none of these are the guy. And, and Jesse's like, well, I got this old, I got this, this runt. It's kind of like good for nothing. It's very interesting, like, like the perspective of the father there. He's like, oh, I got this other one, but surely it can't be him. Samuel goes, tell, tell him to come in. And when David comes in, God speaks to Samuel, that's the one. That's the one. Now, now here's the crazy thing. Look at what the Bible says was actually going on when David was called in. It, it says, Psalm 78, verse 70, 71, he chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. What was David doing? David was serving. And, and this is very unusual, and, and I'm not going to go too deep into it right now, but in those days, a man that owned sheep 
would not have one of his sons tending sheep. That was the lowest, that was like the lowest rung. I don't know what that would be considered in our culture, but that was like the worst job you could possibly have. And it was a job, no one, no father that owned uh, a number of sheep would have his son out there as a shepherd. Shepherds were the poorest of the poor. It was like the, the bottom rung of an occupation. And there's a lot of, again, father-son dynamics that are going on behind the scenes there between Jesse and David. Won't get into that right now. But, but David, it said, called him in from the sheep pens. What was he doing? He was serving as a shepherd. And watch this. And he took David from tending the ewes and the lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. David was tending sheep, and God had Samuel call him in and said, listen, you're not supposed to tend sheep. I want you to tend sheep. You're not supposed to be a shepherd. I want you to be the shepherd of the entire nation. He was serving God's purpose out in the field, and then he was serving that same purpose sitting on a throne. God's purpose for his life. When he was out in the field as a shepherd, and when he was on the throne as really the shepherd over the whole nation of Israel. He was, could I put it this way? He was building his resume. David wasn't seeking a position he was serving a purpose. That's what he was doing. And I've seen this so many times over the year when, when people are seeking a position instead of serving a purpose. They don't know what their purpose is. They're just looking for a title. They're just looking for some sort of responsibility. They're, they're, and they don't really know their why. What's your why? What's your why? David wasn't seeking a position. He was serving a purpose. You remember Goliath? Remember the story of David and Goliath? Do you remember how that whole thing started? All right, let me just wind back and I'll just tell it to you now in the Old Testament. So David's brothers are off to war. They're, they're in the army of Israel. David's this little runt. He's taking care of the sheep and all this stuff. And Jesse calls him in and goes, listen, your brothers are hungry. Uh, I, I want you to bring some snackables to your brothers on the front lines. And, and so David brings lunch, paper bags, you, you know, and, and maybe he got some rice pudding in there or some applesauce. I don't know what was in there, banana, you know, something like that. And, and uh, so he brings the snackables to his brothers that are in the army. And while he's there doing what he should be doing, exactly where his father wanted him to be, where his father sent him, that's when he hears this giant Goliath come and taunt the armies of Israel. He was a Philistine. And, and David is like incensed. And he says, how dare this guy taunt the armies of God, the nation of Israel? And everyone else was just cowering in fear. But David was serving God's purpose when he was in the sheep fields, and he was serving God's purpose when he was sent with lunch for, with his, for his brothers. And then he hears this, and he goes, is there not a reason? Is there not, a, is there not anyone that would stand up against him? I'll go stand up against him. David wasn't seeking a position. David was serving a purpose. 
And you know the rest of the story. God supernaturally gave David the victory over this giant, Goliath. David served God's purpose. He, he wasn't, David wasn't hoping for some big break. He was just faithfully serving his brothers. He was busy. He wasn't waiting for opportunity to come knock at his door. He was just serving right where he was. David wasn't seeking a position. He wasn't seeking a title. He, he wasn't singing, seeking fame or a throne. David was serving a purpose. See, your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is for God. You, you don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. And, and here's the third principle of purpose. If you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. If, if you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. Uh, you know, oh, man, I know what the pushback is. Oh, that sounds so lame. I, I mean, I, I want to write a book. I want to be an entrepreneur. I, I want to be an influencer. I want to make six figures. I want to be famous. That's so lame. Listen, it's never lame to love other people. What's lame is being selfish. What was lame is seeking fame. That's lame. It's never lame to show the love of Jesus to other people. You, you know, uh, we, we just finished showing you the whole uh, update from our Spread Hope outreach. It's never lame showing the love of Jesus to people. That's not lame at all. That puts a smile on God's face. We're, we're doing, you know, we're doing what Jesus did. Jesus fed 5,000. We're, we're, we're doing what Jesus would do. It's never lame to love. It's not lame at all. In fact, Jesus put it this way, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. So, so if, if loving is lame, then Jesus was lame, and I want to be like Jesus. He said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. You know, so, so maybe God's given you a mind for business. What does that mean? Create a product or a service that helps other people. Maybe God is, your purpose is, uh, you, you know, to, uh, that you just love like rolling up your sleeves and getting busy and helping other people out. Then do it for the glory of God. You know, so many times, you know, I, I know in, in ministry, again, this has been my life for 30 years my, my, my focus of my attention leading and pastor in this church. I, I've heard people, you know, come up to me before and like, God's called me to be a senior pastor. I don't even know, where is that title in the Bible? That's, the, that, that's someone who's seeking a title. God, God called me to serve his people. I, it's 30 years doing this. This is beyond my wildest dreams. Beyond my wildest dreams. I'm 52 now. When I turned 40, I, honest to goodness, at the age of 40, had accomplished everything that I ever thought could dream in my life that I would ever accomplish when I was 40. Because it wasn't me pushing. It, it was just, God, how can I serve? How can I serve? Recently, in the middle of all this craziness, I was texting with a friend, a pastor in another country. And, and just out of nowhere, he just, <laughs> another nation. 
and, and a young guy, and, and he said, I just want you to know, I wouldn't be in ministry today if it weren't for you. I said, what? He's like, no, I, I think I would have quit a long time ago. He's been at it for a number of years. And he said, you just have always helped me so much. I didn't know. All I know is I'm just here to serve. I'm just here to help people. I, I don't, I probably have. I don't remember it, but I, I don't remember, you know, like another pastor ever reaching out to me and me saying, no, I won't help you. I, I, I've never, I, I don't remember ever doing that. I, I don't remember anyone like, Greg, I really need you to help. I need your help in blank. Oh, no, no, not gonna do that. But because the greatest thing, God's called me to serve. God's called me to serve. That's why when, even when I walk through this building, I just have all these memories from even more than 30 years ago. But because I, I've cleaned every single toilet in this building. I've mopped every single floor. I, I stained and, and hung the molding around the, the stained glass windows right up here. I, I put all the insulation in this building, all the, way, all the exterior insulation when I was a college student. I never dreamed I would be a pastor in this church. I was just home for the summer, and what that meant was I was just going to serve the local church. Just serve. I, I'm not, listen, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not bragging, I'm not holding myself up. Don't put me on a pedestal. Everything God's accomplished in my life has just been because I was willing to serve because I just didn't feel like anything was beneath me. That's all. David, I mean, shepherds, <laughs> shepherds stink. You could always tell the shepherds when they're coming to town because the smell arrived like five minutes before they actually did. I mean, shepherds were just, and that, that's the future king out there. That, that's the future shepherd over Israel out there. And other people didn't see it because it's, it's not about other people. David's own father didn't have him come in when Jesse was there to anoint the next king. When Samuel was there, Jesse didn't have him come in. When Samuel was there to anoint the next king, David was just serving. He was serving where God wanted to be. Serve God's people. You know, uh, there, there's no way that we ever could have accomplished, and it's still ongoing, Spread hope, feeding so many people, so, so many meals, so, so much, all that. It, if there weren't folks that were willing to serve. And, and I just can't thank you enough, Valley family. So many that served by your generosity. So many that served by putting on a mask and gloves and making meals for folks you'll never see, but they'll experience, they experienced the love of Jesus Christ. You know, even, even recently, Austin was telling me about just bringing meals to one of the police departments locally here. And uh, one of the police officers, Austin didn't know it. He's like, hey, I know you. And Austin's like, really? He's like, I go to Valley Christian Church. This is all, and he's like, oh my goodness, just serving. There's someone on the front lines, and we've got doctors, and, and we've got firemen, and nurses, and you know, people working in the hospitals, all this on the front lines, serving others, 
in the middle of crisis, and, and we can come along and just give them a little hope, a little ray of sunshine, boy, it's all worth it. Let, let, me, let me tell you this story. Just, just one, man, one man in the church that, that's been serving, Jamie Weaver. Uh, Jamie Weaver, many of you know Jamie. Uh, Jamie Weaver was a, a high school wrestling coach for over 20 years. And he just retired. This last season, this last wrestling season was his, his last season after 20 years. And, and man, I, I know how hard that is. I just coached high school football for 12 years. Man, I wish it, it was 20 years. Just, just time to hang up the whistle, you know? And, uh, and Jamie's a friend, and, and, and we text from time to time. And, and Jamie, uh, Jamie just, one thing he likes to do as a hobby is he likes to smoke meat. And I, I, I have a smoker as well and do all kinds of stuff. So, like, we're kind of back and forth and talking about how we're doing this or how you're doing those ribs, what's your recipe, what's your secret here, you know, for that pulled pork and all this. And when this all started, I mean, Jamie just, he's much better at smoking meat than I am. He just asked, hey, Austin, do you need me to do something? And, and he's one of, the ones, one of the guys that's been smoking meat. And over a ton, I said a ton, y'all, of meat smoked that, that's been given out to people. We're, we're not, you know, I'm not, we're, not, we're not giving them tuna fish on, on, a, on a hard roll. This is like incredible food that we're serving these folks. Homeless to the doctors. Police officers, firemen, whoever they are. And Jamie texts me a week or so ago, and he said, I think I've discovered God's purpose for me. I was like, what do you mean, Jamie? He goes, I have never felt so fulfilled. I didn't know what would give me that fulfillment that I walked away from when I retired from coaching. He said, but I feel it smoking this meat and serving it to those that need it. He discovered his purpose, serving people. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And Jamie, I'm proud of you. And, and he's not alone. I could tell you story after story. Austin could tell you even more stories. Discovering purpose. Jamie was worried, what, what, what's my purpose? What's it gonna be? You know what? He was serving when he was coaching. He was serving by leading, by equipping and empowering those, those young men wrestling. And he's serving now. And, and, and so it's not just smoking meats. Now he goes with Austin sometimes and delivers those bags and delivers those meals. Discovered purpose in serving others. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to lay my life down as a ransom for many. See, God never called you to seek a platform. God, God never called you or me to seek power or position. God called you, God called me to serve people. Purpose is not just a future assignment. It's, a faith, it's faithful serving today. Don't, don't mess your life up trying to build a platform for yourself. Because the first plank of any platform you try to build for yourself is called pride. That's a problem. That's harmatia. You're missing the mark that God set out for you. Purpose is not just a future assignment. Someday I'm going to, no. 
purpose is faithfully serving today, right where you are. Don't, don't let in the middle of this stay home order, don't let the devil rob you of your why. Your why is to serve. Maybe right now is to serve your family in a greater way than you've ever served them. I'm talking to dads too. Yeah, I am. Maybe it's to serve your, your, your spouse, your kids in a greater way than you ever have while you're there in the home. Don't, don't see it as a future assignment. That's not what your purpose is. It's faithfully serving today. If David had felt like being a shepherd was beneath him out in the fields, he never would have sat on the throne as a shepherd over Israel. That's what God's purpose was. He discovered his purpose by serving, by serving others. And that's what I discover. That's what you discover as well. It's God's purpose. That's your why. Taking care of sheep or bringing a snack to somebody else. And then you realize there's a giant out there and God wants me to slay it because you're serving others, just like David. David wasn't a man after his own glory. David wasn't promoting himself. David didn't have his own PR going. No, he would have totally missed his purpose if he was full of self-promotion and pride. He was a man after God's own heart, and that's why he served God's purpose in his generation. And his generation felt the impact of the purpose God had created him for. I'm going to ask right now, would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, uh, we just pray for clarity today. Lord, I pray for clarity that we would really see your purpose. And, and Father, we would see your purpose in serving others. And, and, and Lord, that when we're fulfilling your purpose, we don't have to promote ourselves. We don't have to, we don't have to market our personalities, ourselves. Lord, when we're pursuing you and serving your purpose. Lord, I thank you for so many in the Valley family that their hearts are just served, that nothing's beneath them, that they're willing to do whatever it is that needs to be done to serve you by serving other people. Lord, I just pray even, even today, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe you're at home and you're discouraged because you've been focusing on the what and you forgot your why. Lord, I, I pray that even during a time of contemplation and, and getting alone, even in our homes, that, that we would just really begin to pray and reach out as to what our why is and discover our purpose and begin to serve those around us faithfully today. Not some great, some great accomplishment tomorrow, but serving people today. And that we would, as we pursue fulfilling your purpose for our lives, Lord, we'd find fulfillment just like David did because he served first and you promoted him because he was faithful serving right where you'd placed him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you that every one of us was created on purpose for a purpose. Right now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity if, uh, if 
you're here, you know, maybe join us on our online campus and you're like, man, I, I, I don't know what my purpose is. And I don't even know. I don't know anything about Jesus. I don't have any relationship with him. I don't know. God is the giver of purpose. He's the one that reveals our purpose to us, why he created us. And, and that's why Jesus came and lived a sinless life and laid that life down as a sacrifice for your sin and my sin so that we would be forgiven because of his life, his death, and his resurrection from the dead. If you've never received that sacrifice as Jesus fulfilled his purpose, I want to give you an opportunity to do it right now. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And maybe, you know, you're joining us online today and, and you say, you know, that word harmatia, that word sin, missing the mark, I, I recognize I've been missing the mark. I've been missing the mark for the purpose God created me for. I've, been, I've missed the mark because of my own self-centeredness, my own selfishness, living life for myself. I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can repeat after me and I just invite you to open your heart up to Jesus and receive his sacrifice, just like the scripture says, and receive him as your Savior and your Lord today and experience a new normal and discovering your purpose and fulfilling that in your life. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin today. Jesus, thank you for living for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from the dead for me. And Jesus, I ask you to lead me, guide me, direct me by your Holy Spirit from this day forward, and I will follow you. Amen. Amen.